Greetings and salutations to you all. This is Dee Dee Moonflyer. Welcome to Twilight Tonic, your weekly voyage to points distant and parts unknown. We'll discuss all things paranormal, spiritual, weird, and wonderful. So if you're ready, grab your favorite tonic, your best comfy chair, and let's begin. Twilight Tonic, I have an amazing guest, as I always do, and she's one of my favorite gals. She is a medium, a psychic. She's also a talk show host and an event specialist for Dragonfly Cove Entertainment. Uh, how are you, Renee, tonight? I am awesome. Thank you for the great introduction, too, by the way. I am so mm-hmm. glad. I know that you were under the weather for a while and we had to reschedule, and I'm glad we did. I am, too. And question, how did you know you were a medium? Oh, my gosh. Ever since I was little. Like, so before I was a year old, I was born with some um, birth defects and I had to go through a lot of surgery. Mm-hmm. So I can remember um, before I was a year old when I would, you know, be in the hospital and I would see spirits of loved ones that I never met that I never knew, um, they're comforting me and, you know, telling me everything would be all right. I mean, I remember that stuff, you know, and it was just amazing. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. So since, since, you know, I'm going to say, you know, within probably I can remember it all. Um, cause I even told my mother, I said, I remember this, 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 and this. And she's like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I'm like, well, you know, really think about, you know, the trauma of having to go through, you know, all the surgeries. Right. You know, and, you know, you do remember. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't even a year old. Wow. Yep. Wild, right? <laughs> you know, I know that you do a lot of research and paranormal research as well um, with Dominic. And I had interviewed yeah. him before that's how I got connected with you how long have you two worked together wow Dom and I he is amazing um I love him we are like two peas in a pod in a really different way um but he Dom and I met he was doing an event at the um, Finger Lakes Mall in Auburn New York Uh and so he had told me about it. And I'm trying to think maybe seven years, eight years. Um, and so I sent in saying that I wanted to be a part of it. And so, you know, they were like, sure. He called me up and, um, and I did a lecture. I was able to do a, you know, a speech thing where I talked about my research project of the um, transcendent vibrational communication and so I did a, you know, talk on that. And, you know, just from that point on, you know, it was, yeah, 
you know, and we've been close ever since and we'd love to go on adventures and, um, you know, just to go do right. paranormal research or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. It's just really interesting because I always find it fascinating when mediums work with people that are investigating because a lot of times the investigators also have mediumship gifts as well. They just don't realize it. Right. He, he does. Um, he does. And I believe he might be working on them a little bit, but he, um, he doesn't like to acknowledge that part of him, right. but he, he's very aware that he knows that I know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're and, like, you're like you, you know, can't hide and, from and me. <laughs> so, yeah. You, you just can't hide it, you know? And, and so we work really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm just the spontaneous, like, oops, squirrel, you know, and, <laughs> you know, it, it, he, it's the fire sign he, in you, honey. It, it is, it is, and he, you know, and he's an air sign and. Oh, God. And, you know, right. And so, he, you know, he tries to be serious and he, you just can't, you can't with me because I am, I, I keep people on their toes. Right. Right. Yeah. So, in the Aries. Yeah. 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 So, he, you know, it's it's always fun. So we work together and he, he can have like a dry sense of humor. Like he'll come out with a comment and he will be doing, you know, our loving whisper show and stuff. And he'll come out with a comment and we we'll end up with these bloopers, like hysterical times, you know, but that's how it is. Yeah. You know, and my hearing, my hearing isn't always the greatest, you know, like a tree I'm growing every day. And, you know, I, I, I posted that, um, you know, why, why do we say we're getting older, you know, when we should look at ourselves as like trees, we're just growing, it's growth, right? Right. How nice yeah. is that? So, so yeah, so, um, you know, as my growth is um, continuing, my hearing isn't always the greatest, so I'll do like a double take, I'm like, you did not just say what I think you just said, <laughs> he'll get this grin, what do you think about that? You know, and, um, you know, so it's kind of funny. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's really interesting. The energy for a lot of people that I've talked to has just been crazy lately. Yeah. How how are you, as a medium, how are you dealing with all of this craziness? Oh, my gosh. You know, I think I talk to myself a lot, <laughs> at least in my head. And, it, you know, because if I say it, I don't want to, you know... Um, be disrespectful or anything but sometimes I think my face will automatically show it being you know half Italian Sicilian (laughs) um you know so basically um it's been really interesting um there's a lot of things going on and probably about 10 years ago I sat back and I said it a few times to several people and even on my own show I said you know give it time Mm -hmm. right around the corner you're gonna see an increase in mental illness major like so you've never seen before and people are like looking at me like what already here i said oh no like you've never seen before Mm. you know is there a reason a lot of it is um so as people are ascending and going through the awakening process Mm -hmm. and with everything that's going on right now it's very hard it's like people are short-circuiting it's very difficult for some to come to the realization of what's really happening and what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so um, with that, it, it makes it, you know, like people are just 
going insane, losing their mind. And um, it's hard. Some of the stuff is really hard to swallow what, what's going on, you mm-hmm. know, and, and the negativity around, it's just, it's on the rise and it's going to continue. It's going to continue to increase. And, you know, we just all have to, um, and whoever you believe in, whatever you believe in, you know, just pull that positive energy together to help people out and come from a place of love at all times, because, you know, that's what we are is right. When it comes right down to it, we are beings of love and, um, you know, through time and ego and, you know, all of this exterior persuasion and things that are in our face, you know, we forget that we lose that part of us. So, um, and, you know, and people are more quick to pull out the phones and videotape something than oh, they are to call yeah. for help. Right. And, right. you know, because they might miss something or they're going to get it on social media and, you know, and, and it's really sad because um, we've lost a lot of that um, mm-hmm. compassionate side of us, I think, when it comes to other people and, and stuff. So, you know, our exterior environment plays a big role. And then how we handle it and how we process everything is another step. And that's us, right? That That's right. with us. Um, do you so think, it, go ahead. Do you think because if social media has its good points, obviously, and also has its bad points, but do you think because they can separate from real life so easily now that they can't feel empathy? I, it's very possible between that and gaming. Um, I feel that we have lost that touch. And with the intentional division of the people and the separation of the people, um, it has uh, numbed people to the effect that everybody's human. We're all human. We're all people. Right. You know, we're all spirits living in this physical body. Um, and that you know, we really do need one another, you know, why are we fighting one another for what, for what, because of why other people, because they've told us to, because, you know, Dee, Dee I always say if, and, and I just said this to a group of girls today um, at school in the cafeteria. And I said, you know what, if we were all meant to be the same, think the same, look the same, dress the same, you know, Everything about us, if we were all the same, life would be so boring. So (laughs) embrace yourself and and embrace others and, you know, stop with the judging and stuff because it's not right. And and what it was with these girls is, you know, they came up, they looked at the food, you know, on the serving line. We serve really good food where, you know, where I work, we make everything from scratch. Nothing is processed. Um. So the girls came up and they went and they sat back down and I'm up by, you know, near the end people, um, they have to come by me and I have to mark down, you know, that they make sure that they have the right components. And if the register were up and going, I would be putting that in, but instead I keep head counts. Right. Right. Um, so when things were at a lull, I kind of walked over to the table and looked at the girls and I just said, you know, I just want to say something. And I looked at the one girl who, I felt very strongly this was what it was about. I said, I just want you to know that no matter what you are told, you are absolutely beautiful and you are worthy. That I don't care what anybody says to you. You're beautiful 
inside and out. And I want you to feel that way. And I'm also going to tell you that in order to lose weight, you need to eat three healthy, well-balanced meals a day. That's all you got to do without all the, you know, and she just kind of looked at me and I said, that's how you're going to lose weight. Not eating is not going to do it. And you know what? No matter what they've said to you, it's not true. The issue is with them and not you. And she looked at me, she started crying. She goes, thank you. She goes, they say I'm ugly and I'm fat. And I'm like, you know what? You're not. I said, they're the ones that are ugly inside because they have issues going on with themselves. And it's easier to make you a target. And I said, so if you want to lose weight, you eat three healthy meals a day. And she just gave me a hug. The whole table got up. And they so they were like all protesting with this girl. And, you know, because they all knew what was going on. And they all got up and they ate with her. So they all got their meals a little bit later than they would have. But they got up and they ate. And so it's the same thing. If we believe everybody and the bitterness and get wrapped up, it's not only does it hurt feelings and stuff, but people start believing. You know, and like I said, if we all looked, acted, talked, thought alike, then we can't be our true authentic selves and be happy. Life would be very boring. And I think it's really interesting because when I talk to a lot of mediums, they say something very similar to that. Um, I think because when you're a medium, you're also very empathic. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can feel people's feelings and you're called to them. Is that hard for you working in a school system full of kids? Because they're so open. They can bring things out. They can send messages. They're just so open because they're taught. It's They're not taught like we are as adults. There's no boundaries right. there. Right. So the school I work in is a school for special needs students. So it can be anywhere from um, their disability can be anywhere from where they're physically disabled all the way up to emotionally disabled. Okay. Um, So they are very open. They're very leery of people if they don't know you. The trust is not there, but I always try to be positive and um, cheerful because we all need that in our lives and I don't know what they're going home to. I mean, I can, I can figure out, right. right. What a lot of them are going home to, but, um, and my youngest actually goes there cause she's special needs. And so, um, you know, I have a good grasp on it. So is it hard empathically? Like, so I knew what was wrong with this girl. She didn't know that I, nobody told me. She just felt that, you know, I was at the right place at the right time, which I was. Um, And with the kids in the past, I used to work there as a teacher's aide. Now I'm a cook. So for over 10 years, I, you know, could walk into a room where somebody, you know, in one of the padded rooms and uh, which they don't have anymore. And the kid could be going off the wall and I could assess the situation spiritually, you know, psychically. And I could walk to that door and know that I can sit down and I'm going to be safe. Well, that kid is absolutely no control over their own emotions and their own actions at that point in time. So empathically, I have learned through the years and I tell people this, even my clients, 
um, if you are feeling away um, and you are, it's like really getting to you and you don't know why, and like you feel you're really depressed or real bad anxiety, stop and think about why. And if it doesn't relate to you, then it's not yours to own, right? right? But you shouldn't own it anyways. So I do a lot of that. I'll pick up things and I'll say, this is not mine to carry. This is not mine to own. I don't want to feel this way. And I'm acknowledging it. Um, you acknowledge the emotion or the feeling. And then you send it off to be transmuted into something positive or send it back with love, right? In right. hopes that it would, you know, that it would feel better. But for me, um, and that's what I have to do. I have to put up those walls. I have to put up that bubble and and keep telling myself, you know, that this is not you. This is not yours to keep and it's not yours to own. Um, and it has made a difference in my life when I could recognize that and be able to tell other people because you can get pulled right down. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You can be pulled right down when it comes to other people and their energy and and, you know, even if they're not feeling well, you know, um, so, yeah, it, it's just, you know, um, it's a hard no, because I'm aware, right? I'm aware of it. But for some people, it's very difficult and it's very difficult for them to release that, too. Right. Um, you know, and I and I highly re- recommend for anybody who's empathic or thinks that they're empathic is to really follow that and you'll see a world of difference i mean because you don't want the drama you don't want to feel that way it's not a natural high you know what i mean right um you know and it can affect you physically in the end right if you don't acknowledge that that's what's going on that you don't own it it's not yours and sending it off with love back to where it came from you know, so right. you can help that other person. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it doesn't. Um, it used to. Yes. Years ago. Oh, um, yeah. Be really difficult for me. But then, you know, I, like I said, I've learned and and it keeps my energy levels up, you sure. know. And I think a lot of times like being out in public places, too, can really affect an empath. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I you know, everybody loves New York City. Um, when I was younger, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a fashion designer. I am going to live in New York City. Woohoo, this is me. Yeah, where am I now? In the country, away from people. <laughs> you know, Renee, you, when you're going to step into a my kids are like, Mom, Mom, you really don't, you need to get out. You need to get out in the stores more, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, really, why? You know, <laughs> why? Because things that, you know, every time I go to a store, like Walmart or something, Something always happens and sometimes it involves me where my spirits, you know, they take over my guides and make me do something foolish in front of people mm-hmm. so that they smile and they laugh and they talk and, you know, and and I, I couldn't even, I can't even begin to tell you the number of times. <laughs> so, yeah, crowded places, New York City's energy is so scattered and all over the place i can't handle that large crowds i can handle them for a while but then yeah i'm done you know yeah i i used to study dance in new york city and i can tell you i was ready to come home after the second week a lot of times i was done right 
It's like the energy is like all over the place. There's nothing calming about it whatsoever. There's nothing. I mean, walk through Chinatown Uh, and, you know, you you know, you're (laughs) clutching your purse and, you know, you're, you know, you practically shoving it under your shirt if you could, you know, and and little Italy. I mean, I loved all those places. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, just Broadway and stuff, but you just, yeah, the energy is just, because it's not yeah yeah new york city is a little hard i think for a lot of people that have any of those abilities even a touch mm-hmm. of them because it is extremely busy city mm-hmm. there's so much going on all the time so much emotion you have to really really learn to guard yourself when you're in big cities like that chicago oh, is yeah. the same way i i definitely I've never been to chicago you know it's like a cleaner new york city and i love new york city um, but I, I just don't like to stay in big cities very long. I'm really, really loving mm-hmm. the small towns now. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I would love to move outside of Cincinnati because I particularly like that city for some reason. Nice. But I want to be a little bit of outside the city. Mm-hmm. But no, cities are just too busy for me. Drive me nuts. Yeah, they do. They do. The hustle, the bustle, the, you know, the, the emotions, the levels, the emotions and everything. Or, yeah, it, it's just, you know, for somebody like us, it really does take a toll on, on us, you know, not just physically, but mentally, yeah. just all around mind, body and soul. So, Renee, what is, I'm really curious. I always ask a lot of mediums is what is the strangest experience you ever had with all of this? Mm. I have so many experiences, you know, um, strange, a couple of, you know, I mean, little things or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, things that have freaked me out. Like one time I was coming home from the state fair. So I'm on 81 81 was under construction. Here it is, like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. Because um, my oldest daughter wanted to go see, I don't know if it was five seconds of summer, I think it was, was playing at the state fair. She had tickets. Uh-huh. And and so we were driving home. It was dark. And here I am with my girls in the car. And we're going through this construction. And I saw a man leap out. And he was, like, trying to get in the car. And I'm like, oh, my God, that guy. And my daughter. This daughter, I'll never forget. She's sitting in the front seat and she was like, Mom, there's nobody there. I'm like, You did not see the guy, dirty white shirt and the jeans, and you know, and she's like, Mom, there was no man, it's probably a spirit, and just keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she so had I've you pegged those experiences. Um, another uh, another strange thing was um one time I used to work at this one of those stop and robs, you know, mm-hmm. um, gas stations. And so I would open, so I would drive by the cemetery every day at Odark hundred to go make the coffee and make, you know, the breakfast stuff. And, you know, I had like an hour and a half to get the store ready. And I can remember I'm driving by the cemetery and I looked and I saw this figure there and then it was gone. And so as I'm going through work, I'm like, you know what? You 
are on me. You got me at my weakest point because I don't like mornings. It was <laughs> Ozark 100. And I was like thinking, got to make the coffee, got to make the coffee, got to make right. the breakfast. You know, <laughs> and I just, and I didn't put up my protection. And sure enough, he was on me. And it took me two days to get him off. Another time would be when um, I had somebody call me up and say, look, I have um, something going on here. I don't know what it is. And actually it was a good friend and she's like, you know, could you please come and help me? So um, I went and I could feel like it was a breezy day outside. All the windows were open. She had no ceiling fans on. Her windows were open and there was not one breeze in that house. The air was so heavy. So, you know, I can remember saying to her, where's the Ouija board? What are you talking about? I said, there's a Ouija board in this house. Where's the Ouija board? Oh, I don't know. We've played it a few times as a joke. I said, where is it? I don't know. I said, open that closet door right there. And she's like, this one? I said, yep. Look on the shelf to the left. And she went digging and sure enough, there's a Ouija board. She goes, this? I said, yep. And she went to open it and the thing growled. Like, (sighs) it growled. And I just kind of like looked at her and said, what did you guys play with this? And how many years ago? And She's only like, you know, a year and a half ago and we were all drinking and blah, 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 blah. And, oh, my. You know, it was fun. And I was like, OMG. So I said, we need to get rid of it. So we we did get rid of it. Um, you know, we we broke up the board in several pieces, placed it in a bag with, you know, the sea salt and some obsidian and buried it away from off the property. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but. The energy was so heavy. I, I can't even begin to tell you, Dee Dee. And I'm walking through and I go down to the basement doing this clearing and there's this ectoplasm and I can see it all over different parts of this floor, which is, it was a dry basement. It was, you know, um, a nice basement. And, you know, it wasn't damp right. or anything. And I could see the ectoplasm and I'm going, wow, you know. Um, and I went back upstairs and I'm like, you know, I need to, I need to get this thing out of here. It's not going to clear. Um so I let it attach me. Mm. And let me tell you, I felt like I had a leaded cloak over my head going down my body and just weighing me down. I lived a mile and a half away from this house and I was having all I could do not to fall asleep on the way home. And it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. So before I even would go into my house, I had to do a clearing on myself yeah. and really what it was and and so that was pretty strange that was a weird weird feeling um taking that on and knowing that you know it had to get out of there and the house has been fine since which is good but you know i mean just from a ouija board and drinking yeah you know alcohol but it growled that ouija board growled alcohol and doing that kind of stuff is not a good mixture from my understanding Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like and a then, good cocktail once in a while. I'm not going to lie. Once in a while. Right? I really and once do. Once in a blue moon, I'll like yeah. a glass of wine or, or a cocktail or something. And, you know, it's not all the time. It's just, you know, once in a blue moon, maybe a holiday or whatever. But, yeah, no, you you just can't. Anything and everything that you use to contact spirits, it is a metaphysical tool. Yeah. Like investigators, you light up that spirit box. You put your protection around you. Oh, yeah. You, uh, you know, you you do that. 
Um, when you end that session, you better close that portal. You want to do a Ouija board? That's great. Know how to close that portal. Oh, yes. Because when you use anything for an investigation or spirit communication, it is a metaphysical tool and they open portals. Simple, you know. Um, and I always say when you go on an investigation or you start playing with this stuff, you better put on protection like a condom. Don't laugh because when you go in and you come out, you don't know what you could come out with. And and so it's very important that you put that protection on, whether it's prayer, whether it's in your iridescent bubble, no matter what you believe in. But you better do something if you're going to use any of this stuff because you don't know what you're going to get if you don't. Right. Well, and I think that is so important. And please, guys, do not drink or do any kind of mind-altering things and use this stuff. Well, and this is the thing, too, is that if you do drink, if you do do drugs, if you hang out in bars, hospitals are notorious for this, even churches, bars. If you, you know, do this stuff or go to these places often, you need protection because they are the most... uh, favored locations for people to get attachments um, because they're usually down and out. Yeah. Um, And so you're an open target. So when you do drugs and alcohol, you become an open target. Yeah, that is so true. I had um, Mm -hmm. a friend that was dating someone and they went to a bar and they got drunk and they were invited over for dinner and they shut up and they brought something into my house and it took me a good six months to get rid of it. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I called him the hoodie guy mm-hmm. and um, I was actually interviewing another medium and we were talking about the hoodie guy for some reason. He was really strong that night and she picked up on him. That was the weirdest mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking and I said, I can't get rid of him. She goes, you need to get rid of him because he likes you. I'm like, "What? It, well, I'm glad that he likes me. She goes, oh no, not that way. He likes you. <laughs> and I'm like, a hoodie guy needs to go. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, they were drunk and then they came to my house and they brought him in. Mm-hmm. And it took months to get rid of them. I had to like do get advice, you know, say prayer, do anything I could to get rid of this gun. It finally worked. I like tried to, this is going to sound weird to me, but I tried to contact his grandmother to come get him and it worked. Right. Good. But those, yeah. those attachments on those places, those are really, really hard to get rid of. You have to know that right away. Uh-huh. They are. And you, you can tell when it happens. I mean, you know, you know, you know, I mean, you can tell, I can tell the common person might not be able to know. They might say, I don't feel right. Or I'm just pain in the back of my neck or behind my knee, you know, um, you know, and, and talk about it that way. But for the most part, people won't have a clue and they don't understand why they're walking around. Even being bitter and angry, you're on a lower energy vibrational level. And you know, that just makes you susceptible. Oh, yeah. With all of that being said, to a person that discovers that they're sensitive, do you suggest that they stay out of those places? No, I think, you know, just having the protection 
um, is going to, is going to help you some, but Mm -hmm. to be aware, right. To be aware of your surroundings, be aware of, um, those that you're hanging out with or those that you're around, you know, I mean, if you're going to go to a bar and people are drinking, I mean, you know, it might be fun to observe, right. You know, I'm people watcher, but you know, you don't find me going and hanging out in bars because I, it just, I don't want those attachments. I don't want to risk it. You know, I mean, I, I've got my children, I've got my family and my friends that I love. And I, you know, and, and myself, my body, my, my body, my person is a temple, you know, and, and I'm going to take care of it. And so there's no hitchhikers allowed, (laughs) you know, no, we do not like those hitchhikers. That's for sure. No, but you know, I can tell when one is trying because my eye will start twitching and control my eyelids. Yeah. My, yeah. And so then that's when I call in for my higher power sources and, you know, and, and say, you know, I don't know who it is. I don't care who it is. They need to go now. Right. You know, and, and it's done, done and over with within a matter of a minute or less. Yeah. I think it's really interesting when I talk to mediums, some of mediumship, especially with attachments, they can be very uncomfortable. Like you yeah. said, they you can get headaches from them. You can get mm-hmm. your eye twitches, neck pain, back pain. Some people have chest pain. I think that's, do you find that to be very common? Um, If the person had chest pains or died, of say like a heart attack or, or something like that, um, that can be very common. What you need to realize is a lot of times attachments aren't even evil. They're not even evil. They're just, you know, the average Joe Schmo that wants to feel the physical world again. Yeah. Or to experience the physical world in a body. And that's what they're trying to do. And if you don't get rid of the attachments, they will eat off of your life force oh yeah your energy and you can get sick and die yeah not that 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 has happened you know so and then it's gonna find the next body the next person you know once that life force is gone but they will eat your energy and you will get sick and get all sorts of you know unexplainable sudden ailments and whatnot and and a lot of times I feel a lot of disease, depending on what it is, is attachment related. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, I know some spirits also get energy from fear. Yes. And have you ever ran into any of those, Renee? Yeah. Well, yes. Where people have, yes, where they have high levels of fear whether it be that they were investigating or whether it be of what's going on or personal things within their life, fear is an emotion. I don't care what anybody says. You feel that. Right. It's you a very strong emotion. It, it's a very strong emotion. And, you know, and, and manifestation is very strong too. So when you fear, you're drawing in what you fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and that's what you're going to manifest is more experiences like that. Um, so I think in general, um, that with fear, yes, you know, they can get attachments and stuff very easily with fear. Again, it's a lower energy vibrational level. Okay. Um, anything that is not positive and upbeat, 
um, is at a lower energy vibrational level. Even if anger is a lower energy vibrational level. So you want to always stay above. Am I saying life is perfect? Am I saying I'm perfect? Oh my God, no, no way. You know, I am far from perfect, <laughs> but I've learned through the years, it is in my own best interest. It is in my own best interest to stay positive no matter what and look at things as being a blessing because I don't want to deal with that garbage anymore. Oh, heck no. And let me tell you, spirit has a way to calm you down and slow you down. They do. Whether you want it or not. Like I'm, I had pneumonia. <laughs> right? Yes, you did. Yes. And you. I kissed the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> I hugged it. I don't ever want to kiss the sidewalk. That would have been much worse. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I fractured my elbow. So I think it was spirit's way of saying, hey. Oh, yeah. rest and this is how you're going to rest if you don't listen the universe has a really interesting way of pushing us forward when we're not or we feel we're not ready right it does and it will if you're not listening to your spirits or the universe if you're not listening to those little synchronicities and those little tugs and pulls and everything else then they're going to make it happen whether you're ready or not yeah they, and it's not do. always pretty it's not oh, always no. pretty <laughs> sometimes it hurts <laughs> yeah now I mean, when i worked at the gas station i slipped they had done the um floors the day before okay well that night and I open up, so they were done at probably three, four o'clock in the morning, and I'm coming in by five, right? And right. I slipped and I fell and I injured my back. And so I was pulled out of work for a while. But two days after that happened, I had an arm robbery and it would have been on my shift when I was there alone. Ooh. <laughs> that would not have been good. Mm -mm. So even though. I sustained an injury. I wasn't listening about finding another job. And I'd gone months without, you know, listening to spirit because I'm like a single mom, disabled. I need a job. Is this, 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 there's none other out there, you know, so that I can save money on daycare and so on and so forth. And, and you know what? <laughs> it knocked me out, knocked me out of the workforce for at least six months. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you didn't have something much worse could have happened. Exactly. So exactly. I, sometimes I think things happen for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. um, I know with me, I needed to stop and rest. I wasn't getting enough rest. But boy, it is hard. I I don't know about you, but being at home for a long period of time when you're not used to it. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. It can be, it can be very strenuous. It can be very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can feel like you're going crazy because you're not as active as you right, were. But, yeah. but I've learned like with COVID, um, I actually kind of enjoyed it because it helped me to rediscover myself a little bit and to reassess my situations and, you know, and that being at home did not feel so awful anymore. Right. You know, so 
that um, that in itself was a blessing. And you live in a really pretty part of the country too. I do the Finger Lakes region. Oh, it's so pretty up there. And you guys even have a lake monster. Yeah. Champ. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. I love that when I was a kid because we would always see the the finger lakes and stuff when I was down there. Mm-hmm. And I used to look for Champ. Oh, I was so into that. <laughs> We'd go on the ferry and I'd be like, oh. It'd be what? Seneca Lake, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> Seneca Lake's the deepest and actually the most dangerous of all the finger lakes. And that's so interesting. That's an interesting area. There is so much phenomena in that part of the United States. Oh, totally. I mean, so like they they say that Seneca specifically and Cayuga have, and I'm closer, I'm like five minutes from Cayuga. Um, they say that those lakes have the underwater UFOs. Interesting. Specifically Seneca, but, but they've never reached the bottom of the deepest parts of those two lakes. Wow. I bet you there's stuff down there that we don't even know it's down there. So where I live, I can go outside and I can see like UFOs like crazy at night. I'm, I've always been a sky watcher. So where I live outside of Ithaca, they have the Army Depot Center. Mm-hmm. They have the airport across from it. You have Cornell University and you have Cayuga Lake. Just the water, the airport and the Army Reserve Depot there mm-hmm. is enough to, for a magnet for UFO activity. Oh, yeah. Then you show in Cornell University, which is all research, and they own a lot of land throughout. Portland and Tompkins County that I mean it's just unreal and I can tell you like one night it was in September it would have been about 10 years ago and I was driving with my girls to go to the gas station down the road I needed to get some gas I was going to get them some snacks mm-hmm. and as we're driving towards like the airport way we all looked and we saw this huge UFO and huge, huge. I mean, I don't know how many baseball fe- or uh, football fields this would have been, mm-hmm. but it was there that I wasn't the only vehicle seeing it. Both North and Southbound lanes on Route 13 were witnessing this as people were pulling over, like instantly pulling over to the side of the road. Both lanes during a busy time were pulling over. And people are trying to get our cameras out and, you know, our cell phones. And you know what? It dissipated. But we all saw it. All of us. Yeah, I bet. All those vehicles were pulling over because we all saw this, but nobody could capture it. So here I am, stupid me. Instead of calling Mufon, what do I do? (sighs) I call the airport. And, you know, they laughed at me. What? Like it was right over you. They laughed at me. <laughs> they did not pick up one bit of trace of that UFO. Wow, really? And yeah, all the traffic pulled over. Oh, yeah. And you know, was- they get reports up in that part of the country all the time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
I mean, my mom saw one in New York State, not too far from you. Mm-hmm. And her and another car pulled over. And it, I mean, it was many moons ago. I'm Gen X. And it, you know, she was pregnant with me. And they got out of the car, looked up. And when they looked at each other, it was gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That quick. Yeah. That quick. No feeling of movement of air. No, you know, dust clouds from it. Right. It, yeah. just, it just looked like it dissipated. That's like she it went said. invisible. It was like the blink of an eye, gone. Yes. And then um, she had a second cousin that was deaf. He, and he saw like a whole bunch of them over water. Mm-hmm. Water is a big magnet for them. Yes. And it was right on the lakes. Mm-hmm. You know, it was right on the Saranac Lake. And he always talked about it. So I find it really interesting, the part of part of the United States here. And there's also several cryptid reports too, as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's highly active. I mean, and then you figure you got the Adirondacks not too far from me, which was my playground growing up because oh, I'm pretty. from, you know, the, the opening or beginning of the Adirondack forest. Mm-hmm. Um, so and pretty. so, I mean, it's just gorgeous. Right. So, activity like you wouldn't believe oh yeah all kinds of stuff i mean i remember my relatives telling all kinds of stories Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting they didn't think anything of it because you know up and through that area nobody talked about the paranormal they just had weird experiences yes yep it's just it's just interesting i can remember um when I got my license at 16, going up to like Potato Hill and, and, you know, investigating with my friends and my friends never knew at that time I was a psychic medium when they found out when I, you know, brought it out in 2011, um, they were like, that's how you knew. Right. That's why you said what you said, you know, and they're like, it all makes sense, you know? And, uh, so yeah, like in, in investigating from early on. I mean, you go up to the Adirondacks and there's a story everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All kinds. Like, it, it's such an interesting place. And it's so mysterious through there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's always good. It's always, always an adventure. Yeah. And people don't realize there are huge mansions all through there. Oh, yeah. And some of them are abandoned. Some of them have been investigated by paranormal right. researchers. Mm-hmm. And they're very active, from my understanding. Yes. Yep. It's just amazing. And then you get up there, you're you're talking about the elementals, too. Oh, yeah. Not just, you know, you, you have your Native American spirits and stuff and um, all that. But you definitely like the elementals. You're you're in the forest. Mm-hmm. you're in the woods so you're you know and they're little tricksters so yeah i mean it's just but it's all fun it's all an adventure it's all amazing and i wouldn't have it in any other way oh i bet and you can see the stars so clearly oh yes i mean god that's like heaven for me and you know and where i see you know i, I could go out and sit on my deck and look up at night with no lights on and you can see the portal 
Mm-hmm. See the portal right up in the sky. It is like so cool because it like it's like an amoeba almost, you know. So it has um what I would I would assume to be stars around it, what it looks like. Um, and they're glittering and you know, they look like stars, but it changes shape like an amoeba would, right? And so this thing is not just this oval or round circular portal. No, this thing is like changing dimensions and curves and it's just yeah you could see so much when you sky watch that's so interesting yeah i hear mediums talk about portholes all portholes all the time mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. is interesting that you would see one there after we discussed all of the identified flying object activity yeah it's just so cool wow so i know and the same thing with shadow people you know if i've gone outside if i see a ufo mm-hmm. It's very typical that I'm going to see shadow people. I wonder, do you think they're connected? Of course. Mm-hmm. Wow, yep. that's I think that they are alien. I believe that they are alien. And, you know, and I've experienced them and I've stood there and watched them. Mm-hmm. And they stood there and watched me as there's a UFO nearby in the sky. And they're watching me. And there was only one time that I had to go inside and ask them to stop because... Um, it was like somebody was boring right into my third eye. Oh my. Right. And it it was very painful. It was very, very painful. And, and I know it wasn't anything intentional to cause me pain. I know that they were curious and try, you know, and trying sure. to find out. But, um, at that point I just, and I was with another friend who was the psychic medium. We were outside sky watching and, you know, and I said, okay, we need to go in and you please need to stop. You know, um, and thank you for being here and so on and so forth. But we went inside and it was instantly gone. But it that was like the worst. It was somebody, all I could describe it is like somebody taking a dull drill, not just like a hand drill, but the old fashioned where you had to crank it uh-huh. and just like pushing in at the same time. And it was dull. And, wow. and it was very, very painful. So, like I said, it, it, I don't think they intended to harm me or hurt me, um, but it was both of us going through the same thing at the same time. Interesting. And there were like four shadow people off to our left, and the UFO was up above us in like a little bit north, which was probably hundreds of miles away, really. I mean, you know, because it was just so far up there. But, um, you know, yeah, yeah, I really feel that shadow people are um, more alien then they are anything demonic or mean or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just something, because if you think about the shapes and the length of the arms at times and, you know, everything else, yeah, it all kind of fits in, right? I think it does. And you know, what's interesting when you, when you talk about that, it seems to fit like a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. But do you think these these beans or whatever it is so prominent in that area do you think your neighbors feel that also do you feel do you um, feel like some of, them, some of them do yes and they've stated it and others just like they're like you know right. whatever um but yes um people have witnessed it along with me wow mm-hmm. I- it's like I said, that area, if, if people are really into it, that's one area. Yeah. 
that it's very active. And I I don't know, yeah. I haven't been up there in a long time. Is it getting worse or is it the same as it always been? You know, it, it just depends on if you're paying attention, right? I mean, um, I I wouldn't say that it's getting worse. I would say that it is definitely, you know, uh, getting more active. So, you know, they're amongst us. They, they've been forever for many, yeah. many, many, many years, you know, and um, they're letting themselves be seen a little bit more. Right. And be known a little bit more because they want to help. Problem is, we're not letting them. Well, it's so funny because they've been in the news, obviously. <laughs> right. And I'm waiting for the holographic stuff to come out. You know, the war of the world. Here we go. You know, um, <laughs> but, you know, so I I really, you know, am waiting for that stuff to come out because I, I don't put anything past any of our governments anymore. Right. Yeah. You know, um, so and that would be another way to put fear into the people. Sure. Or have us fear them or downplay it. Either way, they're such into the sensationalism of everything. Correct. Now, you have a show. I do. And how do people view that, Renee? So I haven't um, done it in a little bit because I'm like kind of in the process of sort of like moving and um, things have been like pretty crazy. So I'm trying to balance everything out. but it's Renee Live. And so if you go to YouTube mm-hmm. um, under Angelic Comfort, look up Angelic Comfort and go to my page and that would be me. And you could go under live streams or videos or anything like this to see. Like live streams would be um, all the recent live video um, uh, interviews and stuff that I've done, you know, having guests on and stuff. And then, you know, the other videos you might see card readings. Um, you might see um, other videos that I've, you know, done or created. But right. definitely, you know, you could go there or you could go to my webpage, um, which is www.angelic-comfort.com. Um, that's another way to um, get a hold of me or to, you know, ask questions. And the same with, um, you know, my Facebook page, Renee Marie Psychic Medium, or even on Dragonfly Cove. Okay, that's awesome. And you do readings, obviously. So if people want to read them, they can contact you. And you and Dom have a show together also. We do. So the one I have on my own is Renee Live. It's called Renee Live. Um, And Dom and I have one together. It's called Loving Whispers. And that's really cool where... We were doing it with, you know, if any spirit wanted to talk to anybody in the chat room, so on and so forth. And it got to be like so stressful because so many were trying to come through at the same time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so we kind of were changing it up a little bit. We did one um, in the end of August. We had a friend of ours on it. it was a special guest. And so we're focusing more on one person. Um, and it might be pre-recorded from this point on. And every now and then we'll do a live, but um, pre-recorded and, you know, letting the person communicate or try to communicate with their lost loved ones. And then, you know, getting their review to put it back on to let it air. Um, so in the meantime, we did have that one with, with our mutual girlfriend. And then... Um, 
what we focused on more is our own, like my mom, his parents, um, any other family members or friends that have passed on, communicating with them, mm-hmm. which has been a really good healing process for both of us. That's awesome. So, yeah. So we're going to focus on one or two guests from now on and being pre-recorded. Sure. And we'll get back on track with that one too eventually here. But yeah, so it, it's just, it comes out nice. You know, it's just all nice. So that one's loving whispers. Awesome. Renee, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I really enjoy having you on. Dee Dee, I had a blast. Thank you so much. Awesome. Maybe we can have you and Dom on together next year. Oh, we would love that. I would love that. We would love that. <laughs> and I'll have you on my show too, because I think, you know, we just flow very freely. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, there's definitely that connection and it would be really good for my eavesdroppers. It it would be a pleasure to be on. And hopefully maybe next year we'll run into each other. Hopefully I get to come up there to New York State. If you get to come up here, you let me know, girlfriend, and we'll make it happen that we run into each other. Awesome. I will talk to you soon, Renee. Have a great night. Thank you, honey. And thank you, everybody, for joining us and listening. Bye.